OK, we're all set. Printer off, phone off, devices off, doorbell off, human on. Let's do this. Welcome to Cheeky Chops, episode two. Hi, I'm Mike Walls. Hope you're well. Hey, I should really do this introduction bit this week in a weird computer voice to support the theme of the show. Welcome to Cheeky Chops, humans. Enjoy this show before we take over your lives. Ha 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 ha. Thanks. Uh, disturbing, but fun. So, I was writing for a radio show recently this week, and I had a couple of jokes left over, and I thought you might like them in the spirit of green living and recycling. So, let's reuse some jokes. Here they are. You'll like this one. It never really goes out of date. Hey, the cost of petrol is shooting up again. So to save money, I've converted my car to run on sarcasm. Really? I hear you say. I guess that one could run for a long time, unlike my car, which I really can't afford to run so much now. Okay, here's another one. Let's recycle this little gem. So a film about sheep farming has won the annual Tribeca Film Festival, and it's expected to be a box office smash. When it's released, critics have predicted that cinemas will be rammed. <laughs> I think that's one of my favourite sound effects now. Incidentally, I was going to call this programme Three Funny Things when I first started out, as I work in a very ordered way in my job as an instructional designer. But now I've realised I've only got two funny things to recycle so far, so I'm really glad I didn't tie myself into a commitment of three funny things every time. What a mistake that would have been. Okay, good. The jokes are underway. Now it's time to descend into some waffle on a particular topic of my choice. And episode two starts with a bit of a chat about technology. I kind of work in technology by day, and no, I can't fix your printer. And like many of you, I'm wondering how long it'll be until I work for technology. Hmm, maybe we already do. Have you ever thought that your senior manager might actually be an android? Senior leaders sometimes have quite a limited emotional range, so it can be quite hard to tell on a video call if they're experiencing pain, empathy, a code malfunction, or maybe they've just got wind. So I suggest asking them some sort of complex and emotionally provoking question at the end of the call to try and find out. Here's one for you. Hey leader, what would you do if you found a tortoise lying on its back in the middle of the desert? Give that a go at your next all-hands meeting and see what kind of reaction you get. Maybe you'll get confusion, error 404, unknown request, or sarcasm detected, launching P45. But whatever you do, don't ask them about the share price or return on investment. You know they've got well-honed responses for that kind of stuff in their programming. And if you haven't seen the film Blade Runner, the tortoise thing will have probably gone completely over your head, but it is worth a watch when you have time and have technology in mind. Check it out. It's probably the best homework you'll ever get from a podcast. Anyway, my point is, if your boss starts referring to weekends as power downs, learning and investment time as upgrades, and house keys as identity tokens, you should probably start to be concerned. Anyway, let's move on from work. What I'm talking about today is AI, or artificial intelligence. And let's just be clear, that's not really the same as actual intelligence, and that's a pretty good place to start with this topic. And I've even found an AI joke for you. 
So here we go. We have made it up to three funny things in this episode. What do you get if you cross AI with DIY? Well, you get shelf awareness. Shelf awareness? Hmm, suddenly I can hear the voice of Sean Connery. This makes me think of James Bond. He really believed in home maintenance. He always tried to live and let DIY, although he did have a tough time rewiring the living daylights, and he was somewhat let down by Dr. No More Nails. I guess if he'd had more time, he could have been helped by the spy who lathed me. But in the end, it was clear that double O's are really busy. They don't have all the time in the world. In fact, they have no time to DIY. I think we've drifted a bit off topic with all of those James Bond puns, so let's try and get back to technology. And try not to break it, 007. Okay, let's think about AI and all the tech we've now got in our houses and all the stuff I had to switch off to make this podcast. Well, that's the thing with technology, you see. It's like a vampire. Everyone says it's bad, but don't forget, it can't come into your home unless you invite it over the threshold. Open your door at night ten years ago, and you can see the spectres of Google, Microsoft and Netflix hovering outside in the fog. Let us in, let us in. We've got on-demand content, we can glue your eyes to different screens, and you'll never need to speak to your kids again. Hmm. Yeah, that was pretty seductive. And just like vampires, the spectres of technology had red eyes, probably from watching too many films, and we all ushered them into our places of work and our homes. And they've been feasting from the arterial flow of our bank accounts ever since. Yep, perhaps that's the real horror. Who let the technology vampires in? We all did. And so, tech vampire metaphors aside, what I was wondering was, should we be afraid of artificial intelligence? I mean, genuinely, not artificially. Is it a threat, albeit one we've signed up to? Well, let's take a look. So, if you go to a search engine and look at some of the suggestions you get back, it makes me wonder how clever these things really are. Type in John Lennon, and you'll get John Lemon. (laughs) Type cat breeds, and you'll probably get cat breeding. (coughs) Have you seen that? Search for art, and eventually you'll find Salvador Dalek. Seriously, it's hilarious. You can see how little self-awareness these technologies really have if you page down through the results. And, if you look at where the money is, in things like job ads, you'd expect a bit more sense from AI-based results. But no, not really. As an instructional designer, I've recently had job suggestions for truck driver, construction designer, overseas mercenary, or doing some work in a biscuit factory just outside of Kettering. Actually, okay, the last one did sound quite good after lockdown. Just off to the office, might just eat my own weight in jammy dodgers. See you later. So if we just look at things like recommended job results, I don't think we really need to worry about algorithms becoming self-aware anytime soon. And technology is just a reflection of our own abilities, right? Last week I whispered to my Alexa device quietly, and she whispered back. It was a little spooky, and I think perhaps she thought I was an intruder in my own house, so polite of her to help me. I wonder if any smart devices have been involved in a serious crime yet. Hey, that could be a whole new podcast in itself. So my conclusion is, after much chat, that AI is really just another program, and it's only really as clever as we are, (laughs) so don't panic yet. If you ask a chatbot for help and it says, do you know what, I've really no idea and I can't be bothered to help today, perhaps you could call the help desk if it's not too late, then I think we'll have really nailed representing humans through computers. When AI means apathetic and insulting, then it will start to be something like us. So can AI take over the world? 
Sorry, I really can't be bothered. But, have you thought about working in catering? There are some great jobs there, in the biscuit factory. Okay, let's change tack and talk a bit more about some human stuff. What is it that makes us human? My guess is it's things like empathy or creativity. You know, that stuff that we don't see our silicon friends doing anytime soon. And for me during lockdown, I think it's been writing that's been the human skill that I've developed. And like a lot of arts, you have to be in the right zone to do it. Try explaining that to your computer. Why don't you ask a creative you know about being in the writing zone? They're usually the quiet ones who are busy thinking about the writing they just did, and whether it was any good or not, or why they didn't get any done today. But anyway, creativity always seems fun. It's just getting the crayons out right. But it's not easy. So to share with you, here's my own writing checklist that I need to get done before I start any writing. So what's on the list before I get started? First of all, tea. You've got to have tea. Coffee is no good. It can put you in a rage. Tea is much better. You need tea. Second, a quiet place to think and a quiet place to write. And snacks. You definitely need to have eaten. Don't write hungry or you'll churn out Friday the 13th part 7, Mrs Brown's Boys or The Matrix part 4 or something horrific like that. Finally, Jupiter must be aligned with Venus and the moon must be almost full. Okay, that's not a real item on the writing checklist, but it's easy to make up reasons not to get started, including planetary alignment and putting the washing machine on. After the procrastination checklist is done, you also need thinking time. With podcasting, it works like this. First, you write the script. Then, you read it. Then, you see how it sounds out loud. Does it sound okay? Does my voice look big in this? And then, uh, you write it once more. Try explaining that to artificial intelligence. And you can't. Mostly because they're all too busy. On other mission-critical tasks, like playing chess, mapping DNA, or speaking to the House of Lords. Did you see that recently? Or the ultimate puzzle. How many traffic lights are in that pesky validation photo? It's a tricky one. Is that bit a bridge or a car? They just don't know. Human civilization is safe for a little bit longer, so they still haven't quite sussed it yet. <coughs> so that's it for this episode of Cheeky Jobs. Hope you enjoyed it. And just remember, if life seems a bit artificial, we can't all be James Bond or great at DIY, especially me, so don't despair. And maybe, maybe, maybe your software just needs a little bit of updating. credits time. Firstly, thanks to Audacity for your super cool open source audio software. You can find a link to their site in the podcast notes. And secondly, a big thanks to Upbeat for music and sound effects. You can find them at upbeat.io. The intro music for Cheeky Chops is by a group called All Good Folks, who can be found on the Upbeat platform as well. You can find a link to their stuff in the podcast notes too. Cheers for sticking around, and see you next time.